0: Beyond, BEYOND THE SCREAMS Well, look at it eat. It doesn't stop. Oh, darn it, would you kids get away from that mongrel? It's just a raccoon. Just a raccoon? Oh, how do you think I lost this eye? It's all fun and games while you're feeding them until they turn on you and the rabies infest their brains. See, I'm lucky. I just lost this eye. Some kids that get bit by raccoons, they leave the camp, and we never see them again. Reminds me of a story about a boy named Jelly. Jelly Jenkins always hated his God-given name. What God in his right frame of mind would name his son Jelly? Well, that God would be his chug of a father, Dale Jenkins. On that crisp October evening in 1965, Dale was overwhelmingly heartbroken over the loss of his beloved wife, Amelia, due to complications of the unwanted birth of his only child. The nurse shoved a pen into his trembling hand, and with quivering knees he reluctantly signed the birth certificate. As he stood there in a state of delirium, he scribbled Jelly onto the dotted line as his mind drifted to the feeling in his legs at that very moment. From a very young age, Jelly understood that he was a burden in his father's eyes. With little to no adult supervision on the home front, he quickly realized that he would have to fend for himself when it came time to feed and take care of his basic needs. At first, his father had a knack for putting on a convincing performance of sanity for the various grief counselors, teachers, and surrounding adults. But as time went by, and as soon as the coast was clear, he would sink back into his mournful bubble of remorse. As he continued to neglect his only son, his ill contempt for Jelly was becoming harder and harder to hide. Dale decided to ingest a double dose of his prescribed medication daily to escape his son's somber glances and his grief-stricken reality. Slowly, he began to disappear inside himself like a ghost drifting by with no haunting purpose in life. In the years that followed, Jelly was an isolated and lonely individual, but he became very resourceful in finding ways to entertain himself while in solitude. He would create his handmade toys from objects lying around outside, while the creepy woods situated behind his house became his playground for made-up mischief and adventure. When he first learned how to read at a very young age, Jelly became enthralled with the fictional stories splashed upon each page as the friendless child's imagination was free to roam into uncharted territories. One time when he was twelve years old, the young boy was exploring the basement in his home, a place his father had forbidden him to enter, when he stumbled upon a box labeled Amelia, high upon a shelf. After prying open the faded, discolored tape from the crusty cardboard box, Jelly discovered trinkets, photos, and a massive book amidst its contents. After examining the pictures of an enchanting woman whom he did not recognize or was ever made aware of, Jelly blew the dust off the old book jacket to reveal its title. It read, the complete stories and poems of Edgar Allan Poe in big musty letters. He became overcome with excitement at the thought of some new exhilarating tales to read in his spare time. Jelly became immersed in the author's world of storytelling centered around mystery, horror, and the macabre. He read that captivating book from start to finish, and relished every minute of it while he sat out back on the decaying throne that he carved from an old rotted tree stump. As dusk began to settle over the horizon, the self-proclaimed King of Lenore finished the second reading of The Raven when he noticed two beady eyes nestled between some brush at the edge of the woods. Not wanting to disturb this unknown creature, Jelly backed up slowly, trying not to make any sudden movements. But it was too late. Darting like a bat out of Hades, the furry, four-legged beast knocked Jelly to the ground and slapped his long, salivating, fungiform papillae all over his horrified exterior. When Jelly opened his eyes, he realized it was just an overly friendly dog licking his face. Okay, okay, Jelly laughed as the ambitious canine continued his affectionate salutations. Upon further inspection, he noticed that the scruffy pup didn't look like any other dog he had seen before. He did not have a collar. Dry blood matted his fur in specific areas. Perhaps he had been in a fight, and there was an opening in his ear as if someone made it with a hole punch. As Jelly held the ear, inspecting it, the pup used his paw to scratch his hand away from the irritation. Ouch, sorry, buddy. I just wanted to see what happened to you. Poor boy. Let's get you cleaned up and see if we can find you something to eat. At this time, Jelly led his new friend inside the house as he rubbed the spot on his hand where the fresh cut had started to sting. As he entered his home, Jelly was concerned with what his father might say about his new friend. When he brought the mutt inside, Jelly could see that his disgruntled dad was already highly medicated on his pain pills. What do we have here? "'Looks like you got yourself a mangy mongrel,' he said half-dazedly. "'He's a dog, not a mongrel, whatever that is,' Jelly said. "'A mongrel is a dog of no definable type or breed.' "'Sort of like yourself,' responded his dear old dad. Jelly ignored the comment and brought his new pet into the bathroom to clean off the clotted blood and give him a good wash." After drying him off, Jelly sat down, trying to come up with a name for his new buddy. You have kind of a sullen look. Mm, I know what I'll call you. I'm going to name you Poe, after my favorite author. Poe seemed to like this recognition, as well as his new home environment. When Jelly tried to feed Poe some leftovers from the refrigerator, surprisingly the dog showed no interest. Oh, well, maybe you just need a good night's rest. So he brought Poe into his room and read him a bedtime story from his favorite book as the two drifted off to sleep. Quoth the Raven raven. The following day, Jelly awoke to feel slightly nauseous and out of sorts. The scrape on the boy's hand looked infected, and the skin pigmentation around the area was an off-color shade of gray. Making sure it wasn't all just a dream, he glanced over and saw that Poe was still sleeping and making weird wheezing noises at the foot of his bed. Thinking nothing of it and feeling quite peckish, he shuffled away from his room and made his way towards the kitchen with a pang of intense hunger rumbling in his belly. That was when Jelly noticed that the basement door was wide open. He suddenly had a sense of urgency. Had he remembered to put his new favorite book back into the cardboard box? He heard the huffing and puffing coming up the stairs, and at that point he realized he had not returned the book to its proper place. You? I told you never to go down there! Jelly looked puzzled. But but I didn't do any— Dale slammed his son against the wall with a maniacal look in his eye and began to ramble incoherently. It's your fault. Your. She's not still with me. You took her away from me. Jelly looked terrified. Dad, you're scaring me. Jelly's father picked him up and threw him into his room as he smashed into his dresser and onto the bed, knocking the still unmoving Poe onto the floor. Dale slammed the door and screamed you are by no means to leave that room until i say so you you took her as jelly lay unconscious in his room his father stormed into the bathroom to devour any pill he could find to bring some semblance of peace to his far gone mind as the hours in the day drifted into oblivion jelly awoke to the cold harsh licks of his faithful friend in the early evening He noticed Poe was looking worse for wear than when he first found him with more patches of fur missing. He also had developed soulless black eyes like a creepy porcelain doll with cracks contorting his muzzle. As he groggily got to his feet, trying to remember the events that led him to this fuzzy predicament, he realized there was a foul stench in the air. Where was that putrid smell coming from inside his room? He thought Poe might have had an accident on the carpet, but it was a rotten stench that a living being could have never made. He slowly limped over to the mirror to look at the throbbing lump sprouting from his head caused by the collision with his dresser. Looking into the reflection, he saw a face he hardly recognized and suddenly felt a surge of boiling, agonizing pain sear through his entire body. Jelly was frozen in perpetual torment. His motor responses rapidly stopped functioning as he focused on a brief glimpse of the decay forming around his eyelids. As he stood there trying to force a last-ditch plea for help from his dry, parched lips, he glanced down to see Poe, his mongrel brethren, in a similar stance as they both slipped into unconsciousness, unknowingly embracing the darkness which surrounded them. At that moment, down the hall... Dale was washing down some more pills with a can of Milwaukee's most refined Schlitz beer. He was zoning out to a Three's Company's episode when it was suddenly interrupted by a special news bulletin. A reporter was on the scene at a local medical facility where scientists in hazmat suits held up a photo of a familiar-looking canine that had escaped. In that instance, a gurgling sound dribbled out of Dale Jenkins' mouth as his dear old son and bastard befriended hound sank their jagged teeth into the fleshy pulp of his pulsating jugular. And with that, the two freshly decomposing mongrels ended dear old dad's inner turmoil. Nevermore. You just listened to Mongrel written by Thomas Pancos edited and performed by Don Chatlin this has been a beyond the screams production for more information or to submit a story go to beyondthescreams.com